You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, Florida State fans, Royal Knowles Anonymous listeners, and people who were subscribed to Locked On Seminoles back in the day and just saw it pop up for the first time in a while alike, welcome to Locked On Seminoles, brought to you by Built Bar. I'm your host, Max, and with me, I've got Drake, and later, not today, but later in the week, we're going to have Dave, who is with us on Knowles Anonymous as well. Uh... Yeah, we can't get rid of him. We've tried for like five years. We're stuck with him at this point, but uh, apparently Easter Sunday commitments were able to give us a reprieve, but we love the man. We'll talk to him later this week. Guys, we're going to bring you the same great content we brought you on Knowles Anonymous. Fan-focused, sort of just what you hear sitting around a tailgate. You know I'm not an expert on anything. Drake is smarter than I am about a lot of stuff, but I'm not going to give him the expert title either, uh, but we hope that we can kind of say what you're thinking because we'll certainly tell you what we're thinking. Uh, with all those words said, we're going to talk about baseball today. We're also going to talk about what everyone wants to talk about, the QB battle going into the spring game this weekend. That's that's going to be huge. Uh, and then I think we're going to wrap it up with, you know, maybe a little bit of a uh, little bit of basketball talk, maybe a little bit of Masters talk and a few other things. So stick around. we got a great show for you today. But let's dive in. Drake, before we talk about sports, how are you doing on this beautiful Sunday evening, brother? I'm doing good, man. I'm very, very excited. You know, first ever podcast as Locked On Seminoles, man. I am stoked. I am hyped. I'm ready to do this thing. Unfortunately, you're right. Dave cannot be here, but he's going to be here, you know, every step of the way. We worked really hard to get to this point now. I'm just happy to be here. Just proud of what we've done and can't wait for the rest of the season. Yeah, I'm, I'm really stoked to bring y'all Locked On Seminoles. I, I really am. In fact, it's funny, you know, it's like first time saying brought to you by Built Bar. I'm like, oh, the boys are legit now. Now we got to. We sold we out. Got sponsors, we sold folks. out. We got sponsors. So, <laughs> yeah, we sold out. Uh, all y'all know I'm known for my artistic integrity, but I guess uh, you got to find something else to know me for now. But yeah, no, it was a huge weekend for Florida State sports. I mean, you know, we pretty much won everything. Uh, the The boys took care of business on the diamond, went two and one against UNC. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. The girls took care of business on on the diamond, mercy ruling Notre Dame twice, and uh, our ladies in the sand took care of business. We ended up what splitting a splitting a two gamer against number one USC. Yes, we did. Our ladies, our ladies Seminoles took tours the West Coast, and actually they split with number one USC, which is actually huge. And USC has been a perennial powerhouse over the past decade and a half, and basically that's a huge accomplishment, especially for a team like ours as well. Yeah, no, that's awesome. But uh, let's dive into baseball first, because I think I've probably been the biggest naysayer of this baseball team. And look, I'm not ready to take back anything I've said about the meat hire or anything I've said about this baseball team. But in the same vein, I mean, I look, I can't really deny that they're putting it together. You got to you got to give credit, you know, when credit is due. And that basically is what we've seen with this team, even though we did lose the first game, uh, a close game three to four. But we had a great game on Saturday with Nando Desedas, a.k.a. the pride of Panama City, Panama, hitting a walk-off absolute rope. And then today, we just absolutely select UNC 8-0. to Connor, Connor Grady literally pitching the game of his career with 7 innings pitched and 10 Ks. Just Right now, our baseball team is hitting all cylinders. Hopefully, they can continue this, and hopefully, we actually can do something uh, around Omaha time. Yeah, but they're just like, look, they're such a perplexing team. I mean, it's this is the same team that, you know, I got to complain about 
dropping, you know, getting swept by Pitt. And, you know, it's funny when we got swept by Pitt, if you go back, I mean, I said we lost one of every kind of game. We kind of saw that this weekend too. We played one of like every kind of game, right? We had the close three to four loss grinder. Um, and then we had the eight to O just bombshelling of them, right? Uh, so I guess only two of the kinds of games, but yeah, so they were, look, they were both yeah. good, right? Like you have a two, two game. You end it with a, with a walk off bomb over the left field fence. Uh, that's exciting to see. And then today, just an absolutely beautiful six, four, three double play. Uh, you, you love to see that as well. So a highlight-filled weekend for the boys. But Look at you knowing the numbers on the dime and the right way to call it. Fun fact, he, I had to teach him is that he, the, the five actually is not the source style. He has to skip the So I did know that, though. Funny, my, my friend in high school, Jordan, who you know pretty well, he uh, his job in high school was at the local Little League part. He would keep the scorebooks for the Little League teams. So Yeah, so I would go sit up there with him after school because like, I had nothing better to do than like bug my friend and – he would uh he would teach me a little bit about it but you know it's just it's just so hard to get a read on this team i mean you have i think the bullpen is what we knew it was going to be and the bats are starting to come alive and i think that if this team can get ahead in counts can hit aggressively can get that bat off their freaking shoulder maybe they can cause some disruption but again this is the same team that you know Drops two games to Wake Forest, needs extra innings to beat UCF, goes out there and gets absolutely embarrassed by Pitt, loses to North Florida on opening day. Like how early? How early were those games though? That's the beginning of the wait, year. No, right? wait, the Pitt Forest games of the like UNF a week ago, wasn't it? I, let me. Look. Well, I'm talking about no. I'm talking about, I'm talking about, I'm talking about UNF and also with um, Pitt. And UNF actually does have a very good baseball program. Florida, the state of Florida in general, has always always had. Great teams. You know, you got FGCU, where Chris Sales come from, as well as, what's the word? Stetson's always, you know, has perennial pitches with there. I mean, but you're, I mean, you're not wrong, though. I mean, Meet Jr. was the hitting coach for how many years under his dad here? And then that's the one shocking thing that, you know, has been kind of carried over, where we don't have the same sort of aggressiveness at the plate. We don't, you know, play small ball very well. We never have move move over runners, no sack flies, none of that stuff like that, which it, it is infuriating, especially because we have four of the top 150 D1 prospects in our pitching staff, which is absolutely absurd. And as a Marlins fan, I can tell you specifically how having bat, great pitching doesn't mean anything if your bats can't do anything. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, you have to be able to do both. And, and I think, again, this team, look, if the bats can match the pitchers, this team has a chance to do what we said and end up hosting a regional or making it to a super. I will never believe a Florida State team's going to do anything in Omaha. Um yeah, if I were a betting man, I, I don't know how I'd bet. I really don't. I I, I might I, – you could give me like equal odds for them to not, you know, make it to a regional as them to make it a deep run in Omaha, and I just don't know about this team. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. But uh, we'll have a whole season to debate that. So, folks, we uh, got to go make some money for a second. But after we get back, we are going to get to what y'all are all debating amongst yourselves. And you can hear our opinions and uh, yell at your speakers or your headphones about it as the one of us you disagree with gives their opinion on the impending quarterback battle heading into the spring game. I always use the phrase, if I were a betting man. and uh, To be honest, I am a bit of a betting man. And if you're a, bet- a betting man, you should check out Bet Online. 
Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but we've still got the NBA. We've got a college basketball national championship, and even hockey's in full swing if that's what you're into. Bet online covers everything. All the sports, they even cover awards, TV shows, and reality TV if you're, uh, you know, really want to bet on stuff. Uh, I got the inside scoop on Bravo. Hit me up for that. They got real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. They've got you covered on all the news, scores, and odds. Uh, it's just the best place to place your bets. So head to the website, betonline.com. Use your mobile device to sign up today, and they'll even give you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Folks, it's free money. Never say no to free money. So go to Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts, and use the promo code Locked On. All right, folks, we're back. And as promised, let's talk quarterbacks. No more fluff. Let's dive into it. There is no secret to Knowles Anonymous listeners that I am the Jordan Travis fan club president. Not for nothing. I think he's the best quarterback on the roster. And I also think he may be one of the most criminally underrated players to ever put on a Florida State uniform by the fan base. Drake does not feel the same, but I won't put words in your mouth, Drake. Without bashing my guy, tell me how you feel about your guy. One sentence. Oh, no, I, I like Jordan Travis a lot as a player. And I'm just going to emphasize that, you know, he's the most, you said it yourself, he's one of the most criminally underrated players, but not the most criminally underrated quarterbacks. Mackenzie Milton, to me, is, is the guy. He is the reason that, you know, there's a lot of excitement, you know, coming, you know, this season. I mean, we saw it in 2018. I sorry, 2017. And then 2018, he led UCF to a undefeated record for nearly two straight years before a catastrophic injury. And to be quite honest, I mean, I've been hearing, you know, rumors coming out that he has started, everything is starting to click as of as of this past Monday as well. So basically to me, Mackenzie Milne is the guy to beat. Yeah, no, I mean, I, look, I've heard similar things, but I think people are glazing over Jordan Travis kind of like they have all year. You know, there was sort of this narrative that we were just waiting till Chubba got healthy and just waiting till Chubba got healthy and Jordan Travis was just the Band-Aid. And I was kind of preaching from the mountaintops like, Jordan Travis could be the quarterback of this team. And that's kind of how I feel now. Like, I think this is a legitimate quarterback battle. I think that you're right. You know, people are right. Jordan Travis does have an accuracy issue to a degree. My defense of Jordan Travis has always been, who the hell could be accurate behind this offensive line? Alex Atkins has done a phenomenal job. He's got these guys blocking better than they've ever blocked statistically. But I would argue... A lot of the statistical improvements of this O-line are because you have a quarterback that can do what Jordan Travis did on that first play from scrimmage against UNC and break off 40, 50-yard runs between the tackles. And he's able to hide all the deficiencies, you know, from like broken pockets. He's able to slide out, extend the play, and stuff like that. And I mean, no, I mean, I completely understand. And I'm, I'm, I'm with you that. I thought it was very disrespectful, especially after the year that he had that we were, you know, clamoring for Chubba. We were clamoring for Rodimick. I'm not saying that Mackenzie Milton is immediately going to be winning the job. In fact, I would be very honestly shocked uh, if, I, if, I, if we heard that, you know, Casey was out front in the league because he really is acclimated to a completely new playbook for him. Because what's the one knock on Mackenzie Milton, Max, that you particularly, you know, point out? His throwing motion. No, I'm just kidding. He's short. I'm kidding. He's short. His throwing motion works, but I'm going to rip on his throwing motion all the time. I think he shot puts it and it's, it's ugly. It's ugly as sin. I'm not going to argue with that. But he's short. And who's another short yep. quarterback in the NFL right now that you can pick out on top of your head? Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson relies on chemistry and actually predicting where the ball is going to be thrown with his wide receivers. You only get that with reps. You only get that with practice. And apparently that's what's clicking right now with him. Now, Jordan Travis, I don't think is the quarterback for this year. I think, though, that he's able to, you know, if he gets his arm stronger, 
his, you know, works a little bit more on accuracy, and he picks up from Milton, because Milton, one thing about him is that he's extremely, extremely accurate. He gets that, and I think JT13 is going to be a quarterback for 2022, but for 2021, I think it's the flying Hawaiian. No, I mean, good arguments, dude. Look, here's my thing about Jordan Travis, bro, is it's like... No, go ahead, man, go. He's made some incredible throws, and people are so quick to look and say, oh, well, his, his completion percentage is 55%. But again, look at the UNC game. Watch the one touchdown he threw in the corner to the tight end where he makes Surratt look like, I mean, I now given at his pro day this year, he's probably going to run a 4-1-6 because apparently, you know, the lasers are getting calibrated weird at these uh, unofficial pro days. Uh, but Surratt's <laughs> a fast linebacker, comes off the edge or comes through the middle untouched, goes to get Jordan Travis, and he's just one little high step. Surratt falls on his face. Travis puts it in the corner to Cam McDonald, and it's like, the things he did with his legs disguised how bad that offensive line was so well that I don't know if people realize how little time a quarterback without that mobility. And when I say that mobility, guys, I'm not talking about DeAndre Francois mobility. I am talking about arguably one of the best running quarterbacks to ever come through Florida State University's legs in Jordan Travis. I mean, what that kid can do avoiding the rush is mind-blowing. And again, maybe his accuracy is not good. But I can't remember a single throw where he got his feet set except the absolute grease missile he threw to Keyshawn Helton on a third and 15 over the middle from the pocket against Louisville that Keyshawn Helton dropped. So I don't know, man. I think it's going to be a really interesting quarter uh, quarterback battle, and I'm really excited we get to watch it. So, yeah, dude, we, we could argue about quarterbacks all day. I think we both have very strong opinions or solid opinions. They're they're well-formed, and I'm just glad that we're going to get a chance to see this in person. Um, it's going to be weird. We're going to be at the spring game. If you're going to be there, hit us on Twitter. We'd love to connect, but it's going to be strange to, like, be in Doak Campbell Stadium again. I'm, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, and I can't wait to bring y'all uh, our first live episode together. You know, now that we're doing these shorter 30-minute episodes, uh, Thursday night, we're actually going to be able to all sit in the same room, pop out an episode, and, and bring you a live, a pseudo live one on Friday. For the first time since we actually started this, I'm actually very excited for doing that, man. Dude, I'm pumped. So I, that's the other thing. I think with this 30-minute format, you know, we're going to be able to do a lot of cool little things like that for y'all. And look, if you if you hear this and you feel like you didn't get enough of us or you feel like you just need more podcasts because maybe your workout's an hour long, you know, your Heath down in Chattanooga really, really uh, – getting after it in the gym, trying to avoid going home and getting your little ones to tackle you and all that stuff, and you need 30 more minutes, uh, make sure you check out the Locked On Today podcast. It's the same format as us, but it's our boy Peter Bukowski. He goes over all the major sports in a quick 20 minutes, so uh, hit that up for all your daily sports needs. You know, keep it right here for Florida State Talk. We're going to take a quick little break. When we come back, we're going to talk about a little more of just generally what we want to see in the spring game, and uh, yeah, so we'll see you all after the break. All right, folks. Again, like I said, we appreciate y'all letting us make some money uh, by letting us have ads on our program. But, you know, it's really easy to make money talking about something that uh, you actually like. So fortunately, uh, we have great sponsors and I get to do that. I'm going to tell you all about my favorite protein bar, uh, Built Bar. It's one of the best protein bars ever. It unfortunately doesn't help with your uh, with your talking clearly. But as y'all know, I have been a dad for three and a half years now and I frequently miss my uh my days of of getting to meal prep four or five meals and 
you know, just sit around and cook two or three times a day and get all my protein. So I've had to rely on protein bars and I've tried pretty much everything under the sun. Uh, any brand you can imagine, I've tried it and they always sort of have that, that chalky sort of flavor to them. And I don't, I don't know. It just bugs me. But when we got this sponsorship, I was like, Hey, I'll go grab a built bar, see what I think. And I got to tell you folks, even if they weren't paying me, that's the only protein bar I'm going to touch from now on. They've got a ton of flavors. I know they have like 12 original ones, coconut almond, raspberry, chocolate, peanut butter, banana bread, mint brownie, salted caramel, double chocolate if chocolate's not enough for you, orange, toffee almond, coconut, peanut butter, brownie, and they've got six new flavors. They've got caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. So if you're like me, you're a health conscious guy you let, and you want to grab 19 grams of protein with only 5 grams of sugar and 5 grams of carbs real quick and easy, grab a Built Bar. Use the promo code LOCKEDON20 and you'll actually get 20% off on your next order. That's LOCKEDON20. Get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And we're back. Sorry, folks. Growing up, like, it was never my dream to be a journalist, but I definitely watched SportsCenter and, like, you know... You, you always kind of want to be there. So I've always wanted to say, and we're back, but I promise it won't always be so robotic. I won't make y'all put up with my shenanigans each and every episode. Uh, but we do appreciate y'all listening. I'm, I'm, we're so blessed to have y'all here from, uh, you know, Knowles Anonymous now listen to us in our new format, uh, part of our larger network. Can't wait to bring y'all tons of good content and can't wait to bring y'all tons of great content from actually being there in person to watch the spring games. So Drake, aside from the quarterbacks, what are you going to look at most, assuming you don't, you know, overconsume a bit at the, uh, the tailgate? What are you most, <laughs> <laughs> what are your eyes going to be focused on most during the spring game? Oh, uh, this is how you know, guys, that Max has known me for a long, long time. That most of the times that, you know, I partook in the, uh, the pregame facilities a little bit too much. Sometimes I didn't even make it to the game. Sometimes I would, you know, slide on over to my favorite bar down over Clyde's, either Potter Standard, rest in peace, Standard. But no, and Max, Clyde's. the one. And the Clyde's close too? Oh, yeah. 20 years, bro. In the books. Depressing as hell. But on a serious note, though, I am most looking forward to seeing actually how our defense looks. If y'all remember from Knowles Anonymous, I am probably the, as Max is the president of the Jordan Travis fan club, I am president of the Adam Fuller hate club. I personally did not like the hire from the, from the get-go. I was pulling for either Dan Lanning or anybody else seemed a little more competent, a little more on their resume. But with Adam Fuller... I do know that it was his first year as a COVID year. That's the excuse that my co-hosts like to you know, give out. It's really hard to implement a new scheme with a bunch of defensive players that particularly have not, you know, lived up to the billing of them as Florida State players. Well, and there was his commitment, you know, I think, and you did give him a little credit for this, but, you know, he really committed to the youth movement too, which, like, it showed. I mean, you watch that Louisville game, and his players were – that Louisville game was a blowout on paper, but it was like four bad defensive players plays that caused it oh yeah no there's a lot of plays that like specifically there was a lot of baptism by fire for young kids like a dj yeah. lundy or a steven dix or players that you know didn't play that much like you know jarvis brownley the year before or brendan gant when he was fully healthy but i mean to me where i know we're switching from a fourth was a four three four to a four two five you know to high sort of the uh inefficiencies on the defensive side of the ball so that's the one thing i do want to see i want to see more aggressive play from our defensive play uh play calling I want to see our DBs actually, you know, catch maybe a few picks. I know it's against our own quarterbacks, but, I, you know, I want to see someone use their actual hands to catch the ball. And I want to see our linebackers actually properly fill the gaps. So, Max, I basically want to see just a better defense all around because last season what I saw was utterly 
putrid. No, I'm with you, man. I think for me, what I want to see is the receivers uh, catching the ball. You said see someone catching the ball with their hands. We're hearing a lot of scary reports that people are dropping the ball way too frequently. I mean, that, that Keyshawn Helton play is burned in my mind. And folks, that Louisville game, I that is the one game I'm such an apologist for because it was a broken containment leading to a 90-yard touchdown, another broken containment leading to like a 65-yard touchdown, whatever it was. And then I think that pass that got dropped, well, was that the same game? Didn't we have the bad block on Preston Daniel that blew a drive? And then the next drive was the third and 15 that he dropped? Or was the bad block on Preston ba- Daniel Notre Dame? No, the bad block, I mean, the moving pick, they, 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 they said was like, you know, blocking, you know, a defensive player from coming across the cover because, yeah, that was the that same was, that game. That was Louisville. That's right. The, 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 the block in the back or, or blindside block was, was Notre Dame. Blindside, yeah, it was a blindside block on the linebacker for Louisville. That was actually not the same drive. That was the drive after. It, yeah. was, just a, it was just a That's right. an avalanche. But it was like, we, we you know, that game starts, Cam McDonald, just incredible drive from Jordan Travis. Then JT gets it done with some Houdini shit in the backfield to throw a touchdown, you know, and then they score and then we're going blow for blow. And then just absolute Jordan Travis in the pocket delivers to Helton, drops off his hands. And I want to see something like LSU. I remember LSU, Joe Burrow's second to last year was like known for dropping the ball. And they did like a, one of those Tom Rinaldi specials on like how they stopped. They brought in these goggles that they would wear. They would literally lay on their backs and practice like, you know, hands outstretched. Y'all can't see me right now, but picture laying on your back, full supping it, you know, your supine arms above you. They'd fire a ball and they'd have to get their hands up and grab the ball before it went over their head. All these different drills. Mm-hmm. And Ron Dugans is known for drops. So I don't know if he's going to be able to fix that. And I, I want to see if anyone on the team can catch because I'm sorry to be a hater to the rest of the beat. I'm not that sold on this Andrew Parchment kid, but – Anyway, look, we'll do a full preview of each position group like we did with quarterbacks. That's not what I was trying to do. But I want to make sure we've got guys that can catch the ball. I also want to see what the guys who screw up look like. I think um, we keep hearing this culture shift narrative. And I want to see if like if a guy gets beat on a block and you know Atkins chooses choose him out, how does that guy actually look? Like, Is the culture actually changing or did these guys just like every college dude – get really fired up in the weight room, which no offense to the strength coach, who I think I think Coach Storms is a great guy. It's not hard to get college dudes pumped about getting jacked. There's a lot of dudes that, you know, do that that aren't on the football team. So I want to see what the actual culture looks like. No, I mean, I think that's also really important to see as well. I want to see like how players that, you know, have been much maligned among the fan base for how they respond to certain situations not going their way. And I know one in particular was uh, Dante Lucas. You know, you remember the picture at the Miami game. And from all accounts, from what I've been hearing, what you see on Twitter, even himself, that he is owning up and growing up before our very eyes. And that that was the one thing because his ceiling is extremely high. His ceiling is like is like it's it's first round talent, in my personal opinion. Absolutely, he could be a Jones blocking trophy winner if he actually put his mind to it and you know didn't get hurt. Yeah, and I think also the one thing that I know we talked about, um, I think when Trey was on the on our on our original podcast was that you don't need to fight for your brothers every single play after the play. Just calm down, you know, reserve yourself, just do your job. So I want to see how he responds. I want to see how Akeem Dent responds as well, and I kind of want to see. How someone that you know is a veteran on the, a veteran on the line, but particularly isn't going to be playing that much, is going to do like Brady Scott. Yeah, no, I, I agree. So I'm I'm interested to see like the first time Dante gets beat on the inside. You know, does he get angry? Does he shrug his shoulders, or does he shake? You know, 
except that he gets pulled out, shake it off, and then come back in and get a pancake the next play. Uh, but yeah, man, I'm stoked. You know, we got a we got a a lot of uh, a lot of stuff to watch. So I can't wait for the spring game. I can't wait for the off season. And unfortunately, while our time is coming to an end today, uh, I can't wait to bring y'all more episodes. So again, for all of our listeners all over the country in different countries, thank you so much for the support that got us here in the first place. And we hope to keep y'all sticking around as we go forward. We got a great week coming up for you. Dave is going to join us. We're going to do, and when I say join us, he's going to be a regular part of the show. It's just Easter Sunday. He's going to, when he comes back, we're going to do a little postmortem on the, uh, on the basketball season. Like I said, we're going to talk a little more about Raekwon Gray. Uh, we're going to talk about who we're bringing in next time. We're going to talk about what other position groups or what we expect of other position groups in the spring game. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the Masters. You know, we got uh, got our boy Daniel Berger, FSU grad, playing in the Masters. Brooks is still questionable. Obviously, you know, the guy's been hurt. So I'm really excited for the content we're going to bring y'all and I can't wait to produce it. So for that, for today, uh, this is Locked On Seminoles. I'm your host, Max. And with me, I have my boy, Drake. We'll see you tomorrow. Take care, everybody.